Press on me again and see what happens, Nicole. Oh, whoa. Um, now, well, I'm playing softball this fall. I guess it, yeah, on it's, Monday ha- nights. it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> see, I told Kelly, or not, you're Kelly. Hello. I told John that. I'm like, that's literally our thing. And we know we're recording. And yes, that was Bailey threatening me in the beginning. No, it wasn't. No one cares about my softball playing. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't well, know why. Well, His you know, eyes are really blue, too, Mom. Ball. Mom? Kelly likes to play with balls. His eyes are really blue, too. need to edit that out <laughs> no i will not and i'm gonna send him the link i'll be like listen to this my friend i'm gonna add him on snapchat i've taught a girl if any of this happens i'm her taking myself thing, out her very annoying new thing is girl oh oh girl i can't i don't know why she and who it, are you even if it's a boy doing it she says girl okay so taryn and i face him all the time and taryn goes girl and I've started doing it. That's so. like my friend always says hello. And I'm like, I do it all the time now, too. Hmm. I don't know. Well, it's off of a, a vine. I think an old vine. This girl got gets, she's asleep and she gets water thrown on her face oh. and she goes, hello? I, I know what, I know what vine you're talking about. I broke my What are you doing? Why are you it, messing with it? It got messed up. It's on, see? That's what, it, that's not what it's supposed to look like, right? Isn't this supposed to be like. I'm pretty sure it was right before you started screwing with it. Darling. Right there, I got it, mother. Can we just can we get this? I use I use your edge to keep it up. <laughs> I thought I got it. I almost said I doubt it. I feel like from now on, we don't need your help. <sighs> that was when Bailey was kicked off the podcast. <laughs> As you guys can tell, it's me, Kelly, and Bailey tonight. Um, yeah, or today, yeah. whenever you listen to this, you know, everybody in 32 states and 13 different countries at this time of Ooh, recording. Wow. 13 countries. No, I guess you could say it's work. getting pretty serious. <laughs> Bailey says it's getting ham. I'm more, about, I'm more of a turkey person. <laughs> I like bologna. Bologna. That's disgusting. I used to eat it like right out of the. I like chicken big butts in a can no and lie. intestines. Are we allowed to like play music during this, or would it be like no? Because it'd be a copyright infringement. I don't have that what kind if of I money. Sing a song. I can't do that. Um, that's why I usually start singing a song and then I'm like, I'm gonna stop now so I don't get sued. Okay, but you've already done it, so you could already. Be yeah, sued. I feel like if you don't sing like the whole, you know, like two to three minutes of music, probably. All right. If it's like, I feel like t- we should stop talking about because when I I have songs in my head and sometimes they just they blurt out of my mouth. And I don't mean to do well, that. Well, and then usually when Shauna's with whoever, whenever whoever's together, she's always singing her words. Yeah. So she comes up with her own music. She's just, she can just, do that all day long. Yeah, and she doesn't even like her singing voice, and it's fantastic. So she can just shut up, love you, because I, I know you're going to listen to this. She really does love it. Uh, she does have a fantastic voice. I got her to sing. That's her defense mechanism, is to be like, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. Like, no, I got no, her to really sing good. karaoke once, and it was fantastic, and everybody clapped for her, because if they wouldn't, I would beat them all up. They saw it and realized they were like, we're collaborating. Oh, it was great. It actually was great. Okay, so are you guys ready to hear about my story? Because mm-hmm. it's no. not too far. Then go home. Wait, go to bed. Stop your phone. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm home. Tell Abe. Girl, edit that out. out. See, she's doing it. <laughs> I'm gonna... All week she's been doing it. I've been here for a day. She's the a queen day. of the sayings. I'm telling you. I uh, bet. Okay, bet, Mom. Girl, leave me alone. Oh, girl, no. girl. Girl, leave me alone. You're not oh, from Arkansas, okay? Girl. Oh, people are like, girl. I, wonder, I think we have listeners in Arkansas. <laughs> I don't remember right, which state. They're saying, and they're it's, probably like, why is this Kansas girl trying to be us? <laughs> it's okay. They're offended. Start your story. Okay, <laughs> we're going to talk about Kelsey Smith. Oh, I like her. Well, I know. You don't know her. She's so sweet. Okay, I was going to say, is she the good guy or the bad guy? She I is. Like that name. It's the case of Kelsey Smith. Oh, so we're going to travel back to 2007. Oh, I get it. That took me a second. Oh, my God. I, I had to like click like in my head. I'm like, what? Right? Me too. I was, I was like. <laughs> On the evening of June 2nd, 2007, it was a typical night. Yeah. For 17-year-old Kelsey Smith. 17? 
17. Uh, the teen went to a local Target store in Overland Park, Kansas, shortly what? before. Yep. Told you it was local. She oh, told us. This is like not far from us. Wait, where's Overland Park at? It Park is Kansas City. Kansas City. Actually. Oh, that's far from us. That's like six, six seven hours. But still, Kansas. Five if you go really fast. Is it yeah. Missouri, Kansas, or Kansas? <laughs> no, it's Overland Park, Kansas. It's more um, in Kansas. It's on that side of Kansas City. Shortly mm-hmm. okay. mm-hmm. okay. before 7 p.m. that evening, um, she was at the store to buy an anniversary gift for her boyfriend. Uh, before leaving the store, Kelsey briefly spoke with her mom on the phone, and then Kelsey was seen in the store's parking lot around 7.07 p.m. Is this a Target? Target, yes. I remember this now. No, Target. it's fine. That's fine. Right? Um, <laughs> Wouldn't I have remembered this in the news? Probably. Yes, I know about it. Yes. Oh, this came flying back at me. Yeah, she oh, never so. returned home and was reported missing by her family later that evening, around four hours after Kelsey was last seen leaving Target. Her car, a 1990-era Buick Regal, was found abandoned in a Macy's parking lot across the street. Many of her personal items, including her wallet, purse, and present she bought at Target, were left inside her car. Upon this discovery, investigators found it more and more likely that Kelsey had been abducted. Um, The investigators looked at Target's surveillance cameras for potential evidence. In the footage, Kelsey is seen exiting the store and walking towards her car. At first glance, nothing seemed unusual, but after a second look, investigators... And huh, yep, there it is. Investigators noticed a flash in the footage heading in the direction of Kelsey's car. The flash was reportedly consistent with someone running. After looking more thoroughly at the footage, it became clear that somebody had chased Kelsey and forced her inside her own car. Facts. Um, I hope all of this makes sense. I pulled from sources. Um, but yes, anyways. After so far, so good. If it doesn't make sense, I'll be like. Such a bang-up job, kid. <laughs> after, after that frightening surveillance footage, authorities placed a large tar- no large effort into finding both Kelsey and her abductor. The guy's he's creepy looking. <clears throat> no, I, I very vividly remember those days wondering what had happened to this girl. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, I was a mom of young kids then. But what year is it this? It was hitting 2007. Okay. You know, we don't have a lot of I was cases in Canada. <laughs> And there's cash. Oh, my young man back here in the background. Who, yes, you're not born some, yet. There was there may be some things he may not need to Negative three years old. So. But I just remember when it was all over the news. Um, yeah. She was a beautiful young girl. Yeah, she was. Um. Okay. There we go. Um, looking for her, Kelsey and her abductor. Footage from inside the Target store was pulled to search from someone for someone who might have followed Kelsey inside the store. It was at that point when Vin... And I can't say investigators to save my life. Okay, there yeah, it is. They just did it. I know, so. I had to do it twice, though. Um, they noticed a young man was almost in every single aisle that Kelsey was in while she was shop- shopping in the store. The man made no effort to speak to her, but it was clear that he was looking at her for a significant amount. While at this point, there is still no concrete evidence that this man had committed a crime. ha, <laughs> ha. Police began to look at this man as a potential suspect. Um, images from surveillance footage from the Target store were then released to the public in hopes of identifying him. Meanwhile, the search for Kelsey continued. After days of reported pushback from Verizon Wireless, don't sponsor us because you guys did not help. Um, the cell phone company that Kelsey used, investigators were finally able to obtain her cell phone records. Some believe that Verizon was reluctant to locate or ping the cell phone because of privacy laws governing such actions. She was missing. (sighs) Okay. At the time, cell phone providers would generally comply upon the request of the subscriber, but not of anyone else, including that of law enforcement authorities, unless, unless a court order was issued, which takes time. Mm -hmm. This has not changed. Um, This led to the creation of the Kelsey Smith act, a law that. Um, states in the essence that cell phone companies can ping a phone if or- authorities determine that the subscriber is in danger. We'll get more really into that. I cannot believe that that was so recent. Yeah. But, you know, I-, I thought for longer you were able to, I mean. You can just ping it. Like, Why have we not been using that technology since we've had it? Exactly. I agree with you. In all there's, the cop shows I watch on TV, they're always like, there's more about see where the cell phone is. Act you know? um, that I'll tell at the end of this, okay. out of the end of my really short notes. Um, but most U S states have passed the law and the United States Congress is debating federal federalizing it. So I don't know if that's changed based off of what year this 
this was 2007, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's all through now. On June 6th, 2007, so that's four days later, investigators learned that Kelsey's phone had pinged off a tower near Longview Lake in Grandview, Missouri. The area is located approximately 18 to 20 miles from where Kelsey was abducted. A team was sent to search the surrounding area, and within 45 minutes, Kelsey's body was found in a wooded area near the lake. Um, this is a little bit of a trigger warning. Um, an autopsy revealed that she had been sexually assaulted and strangled to death with her own belt. Um, there were defensive wounds that showed Kelsey fought for her life. Um, her body was found and she was nude and with most, most of her clothes were a hundred feet north of her body. Her belt was still around her neck. Her pink shirt was stained with bleach as if to cover up, um, DNA. DNA, yes. And her body had sticks across her body. No. <laughs> I don't know okay. why I typed that like Wait. that. Um, um, okay, around the same... What? Would you ask? I'm sorry. I totally uh, missed her that. Her body was something about sticks. There were sticks just kind of like thrown across her body to try and like cover her up cover as her. Some, well, at some point. Yeah, some of my notes are out of order, so I'm going to skip that line. Uh, around the same time, a man who had seen the footage of the potential suspect at Target recognized this man as his own neighbor. The man called in the tip and identified the suspect as 26-year-old Edwin Roy Hall. On the evening of June 6th, Hall was taken into police custody. He was picked up getting ready to leave um, out of town with his wife and child to go on vacation. Oh, my God. Don't be suspicious. Hall, I said that in the episode I did um, last week. Um, Hall was charged on June 7th, so this was really Fast. Good. With a premeditated first-degree murder and aggravated kidnapping, he had no adult criminal record but had a juvenile record of assault. Um, Hall, who had been adopted at age seven, had been returned to state custody at age 15 after threatening the family's daughter with a knife. He also assaulted another boy by striking him in the head with a baseball bat. Oh, that should have been a trigger warning, but okay. It was also mentioned he had had an affair with a 14-year-old girl in 2004, but those charges were later dropped due to the extent of the of what he was convicted of doing to Kelsey. Um, police do not believe that Hall knew Smith at the time of his arrest. Uh, Hall was married. His wife. Oh, I'm kind of mess high. His wife's name, Aletha, which I think is really pretty. And he was also the father of a four-year-old boy um, whom Aletha, his wife, Aletha, said he was very attentive to. Um, Hall admitted to being at Target but claimed that he never approached Smith. However, he was caught in a line when his fingerprints matched those from the fingerprints found on her seatbelt. Because they, they identified it to Kelsey's and I think like her boyfriend's or something. Yeah. But there was an unknown set and they figured out it was his. Um, do, 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 do. I lost my place. Also, Kelsey's DNA was found on a stain inside the zipper flap of Hall's shorts. Ew. Okay, another source said that when he saw Kelsey, he immediately thought, huh, nice legs. And then he started following her in the store. And then he saw Kelsey's face and felt she looked as if she was around 12 years old. Um, He thought she looked really youthful, and that's why he started following her. And I put, uh, so yeah, I'm going to go barf now because gross. Um, he was disgusting. disgusting, especially because with all this child trafficking and everything going on now today, oof. Um, he was arraigned via video hookup on June 7th and bond was set at $5 million. On August 1st, Hall was indicted by Johnson County, Kansas grand jury for murder, rape, and aggravated sodomy. Um, the charges made Hall eligible for the death penalty, which the Johnson County District Attorney Phil Klein decided to seek. I really hate sodomy. I know. I saw that. I'm like, oh, man. I think we've discussed Too many times. Every episode, I think. Almost. Even not so much. Okay, now, that means with a foreign object, correct? Am I wrong? Is that, that's why I hate it so much, because it's, I think. I think it can be. Not with. An actual a human yeah. object, but with a foreign object. Yeah, like, I mean, he, she was found in the woods. I'm sure he could have used something. That's what I don't like. A stick. That's uh, why? Uh, so over a year later, on July 23rd, 2008, Hall pleaded guilty to all charges. Prosecutors also re- revealed that 
I thought it was an Burt. What they believed happened to Cass Cassie. What? Kelsey. I don't know who I am. On the evening of June second, two thousand seven. <laughs> My name's Nicole, and I'm a mess. Thanks. You're welcome. It is believed yeah, that Hall spotted Kelsey driving into the Target parking lot after he had already been at the store. After noticing she was alone, he followed her for a bit to ensure that she was not meeting up with anyone. Then as Kelsey was about to leave the store, Hall went to his truck and got his gun. Then as Kelsey was approaching her own car, Edwin abducted her at gunpoint. He forced her to drive and held the gun to the back of her head. They drove all the way to Longview Lake before he sexually assaulted her and murdered her. So did he assault her first and yep. then murder her? Yep. Sodomized her, raped her, and then killed her with her belt. Yep. Hi. This <laughs> is just me out with you sitting over there. Okay. On September 16th, 2008, he was sentenced to life in prison without, in prison without the possibility of parole. Um, hi. At his sentencing, the scuzz bucket apologized mm -hmm. to Kelsey's families for her, for his actions. And they I was didn't like, care. I was like, yeah, because an, an apology is going to bring her back. Um, he's being held in Hutchison, Kansas Correctional Facility. That's too close to home. <laughs> yeah, That's closer like than Overland Park. Um, Attorney Klein said, today is a victory for justice, but it's not a cause for celebration. My hope is that Mr. Hall's name will be forgotten and the name of Kelsey Smith, who she was and what she did, will live on. And, Bailey, you better be watching Creepers in the store. No. I'm always aware. Oh my God! There's someone look outside of Walmart today. Same, guys, and you, you need to it's just very unsettling and loudly say, "Sir, why are you following me?" Yeah, I loud. Also, I a bunch of like girls on TikTok are like bark at them. They will leave you alone if you bark at them. <laughs> so that's gonna be my. <laughs> <laughs> These girls. Well, I'm gonna start barking at people. Too. Uh, no one follows forty year old women. Um, Till they do. Anyway, but I, I think I said that. in the last week's episode, but I you weren't with us, um, with me and Shauna. But my friend, her daughter, that happened to her in Wichita, she got. Did you edit my my belch out? If it's heard, sure, I can do that. <laughs> I leave all mine in because that's what you're here for. No, but my my friend's daughter is 14, and mm -hmm. she got cornered by a man at. Their local, the market. She him in the crotch. Did, and she, did she bark? No, but she yelled. And then, like, she always goes in there by herself because she's gone there so many times over and over and over again. And finally, her mom's like, what the heck? Why is she taking me so long? She called her and she was sobbing. She's like, oh, I just, this guy came up to me. And, yeah, her little brother had been in the car. So her mom's like, just go inside. You always go in there by yourself. It's fine. Well, not anymore. Mm. Wait, so, like, did someone come and help her? Yeah. She yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she caused a scene. Okay. But like he backed her back, like she's 14, but her dad is six, eight. Mm -hmm. So she's almost my height at her age. Maybe she's a tall she, girl. Maybe she gets another father's before he's eight. Yeah. Well, big is don't get me started. Not, oh, they would not be scared of mine. I can't. <laughs> he's muscular, <laughs> but he's not tall. 5'11". I mean, just run. I'm 5'11". <laughs> he does this. Sorry. Bark Deadly. and run. Bark, bark and run. run. From her dad, just run. <laughs> in general, yes. Actually, yeah, that's pretty fast. I know he is. I'm yeah. Like, okay, no, 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 no. Yes, yeah. That. That's Good not funny. Mm -hmm. And you need to do that if creeper men come up to you and try. Or to women. Too. Women can just as easily abduct children. Yeah. As Even a man easier could. because you tend to trust women. Uh, unfortunately, it oh, doesn't. And but sometimes it's... they are doing it for a man. Yeah. Especially the sex. Cinda Hinde. I've I've on TikTok. I still think poor. On TikTok, I know. On TikTok, every time she I said it. No idea who I'm, you know, referencing her to. And it's probably good. Yeah, she shouldn't know that. I don't know what you just said. I can't say. It's a terrible case. There's a box filler. To just take a minute, you you mentioned the cell phone pinging because I really honestly thought that was terrible that it had to be. I like that it was a it's a government like you know girl from Kansas. Yeah. Claim to fame for us, man is the reason this bill got passed, but it was passed in 2014. Ah. This article is from December 29th, so it's just oh, saying... Oh, that's your birthday. I know. <laughs> I pay attention. I'm a good friend. You're such Wait, a when's your birthday? The 29th? Of December, yeah, every so year. So it's your grandma's. We have the same birthday. I always think it's like the 26th. Happy it's birthday, not... Mom. That had to be the worst way to do it. And um, my dad was born on his mom's birthday, and she loved they it. Had, it just says here that police officers now have a new way to pinpoint the location of missing persons Ooh. within the Commonwealth. Uh, the bill is 
is Senate Bill 1290, known as the Kelsey Smith Act. Nice. And it gives law enforcement the ability to request GPS information from cell phone providers in the event of a life-threatening emergency. So, so it took seven it years. On. Yeah, it did. But I mean, it's you passed. Have, you have to think about how many cases go through and I don't know. Everything seems to take forever. And Well, that's like the one case we did of the survivor story of Elizabeth Shelf. Like that's, well, she got the text message to go yeah, through, but it exactly. pinged near there. And that's how they ended up finding right, her. Right. Like it's important. Uh, it's just, uh, it's going to save more lives than it's not. I've Absolutely. seen, there's like a lot of like TikToks and stuff where like the traffickers are doing stuff. Like they'll throw eggs at like your windshield. Because then when you turn your windshield wipers on, it'll spread because it's like oil. Uh-huh. And so then you can't see, so you have to stop. And yeah. then, like, they'll get you and, like, they'll put honey on your car, like, the top of your car. Um, there was another one today um, of zip ties between two cars, mm-hmm. and you have to, like, figure out something to cut it. And then while you're trying to go through your purse, they snatch you. Yeah. I'm like, it's, TikTok is teaching me a We lot. need to go through some self-defense moves. I took self-defense in college. I think I could just really bark, and they'd be like, um... Uh, okay, how about the alarm thing your grandma gave us for Christmas one year? <laughs> you still won't give those to us. Um, no, she gave it to me. She can give one to you. She has them. She has them. Just okay. bark and well, start I running on all fours like an animal. Just, no, it went off at terrible moments of my life when I was not in danger, and they're very loud. They're like, like one of the kids would mess with it. We'd be in the middle of the store to be loud. Everyone's looking at me like this is the loudest noise ever. What's wrong with you? I'm like, I I can't get it to stop. I can't. It was. She would fumble, throw it. It was, it was the worst thing to ever have on my keychain. I was never in danger, but it went off all the time when I was. But it would help if you were in danger. <laughs> that would be the one time I couldn't get it to go off. Like that's yeah. just me as a person. I. I, I feel like if your car, if you're, um, if if I were to walk up and see that between my car, one, I would already know, and two, I'd be setting my car alarm off and I would be running. Well, I would I set sh- my car I alarm. Her that someone did a key thing. But oh yeah. But anytime it, you're walking to your car and it's just you, you always put one of your keys between your two little fingers. Do so you have that, more than one key? All three of them. Yeah. I have three. And that's yeah. So if somebody comes at you, you can basically punch and stab. Right in the eyeballs. Yeah. Or okay. Also anywhere else, because I feel like you would still be like, oh my gosh. No, no, I'm going for your face. If you're coming at me, I'm going for your face. I would say you always want to go for the face. I want to go for the crotch, but not mm-hmm. with the key. That would be with your foot. <laughs> it's like that would be so weird. Like. And then they'd be yeah. like, and then you miss, and you're like, just going for your nuts. <laughs> now I'm gonna bark at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's the wide open. Can we try this again? Can we start over? <laughs> I wanted to throw in that bill there. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um. So talked about um her attorney saying um who she was and that she, her legacy is gonna live on. Um. So this family agreed with the statement. Um. She had three sisters and a younger brother who stood with two dozen of her friends after the hearing. Hall's adoptive mother, Carol Hall, who had at that point seen Hall twice since his arrest, said the plea was a shock to her and her family. A friend had called her at home, at, at her home. I did not write that right. Um, in Emporia, Kansas, where it's just where my sister went to college. There. Yeah. And told, that's where uh, one of my nephews is going. And told her, the, yep. And told her the hearing was on television. Carol said, I'm almost sick to my stomach. She said in an, a phone interview, I feel for those people and I feel for um, my son. I'm just sick. He said he didn't do it, but obviously he did. And I just pray for him is what his own adoptive mother said. With Okay, so this is just the side story. Um, with the Kelsey Smith Act, it helped when in one instance the law was acted upon in February of 2015 in Lenexa, Kansas. Not far from where Smith had grown up, a man stole a car unaware of a five-month-old infant inside. While in flight, he also ran down a pedestrian in a hit-and-run. The police found the car a half hour later at a convenience store after having pinged the baby's mother's cell phone, which was still in in her purse on the front seat. The driver escaped, and as of 2015, was still at large. It is believed that once he realized there was a baby inside, he decided to ditch the car as an addition to car theft and -and hit-and-run. He would face kidnapping charges. So, it's a little uh, short and sweet today. Not sweet. That wasn't sweet at Not all. Sweet. Not sweet. Short and short. Um, but that was the story of Kelsey Smith, and I think that's a big story, big thing. What her demise caused, though. That was like a yeah. big. 
That's important. What like, good can come from something so horrific? Right. Yeah. Like she said, she she in a way saved that little baby's life, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I also that feel like strange. like even though that probably shouldn't have happened, it happened for a reason. Yep. That was to like bring awareness and stuff. Isn't it awful that terrible things have to happen to bring awareness sometimes? Yeah. Yep. Oh, righty. Well, we could continue my little rabbit hole that uh of weird people. It's been a little bit, right? Yeah, a couple episodes since uh-huh. we uh yes. began. I've discussed with you a couple crazy, crazy people <laughs> from history. We talked about old Diogenes. Yes, the homeless philosopher who likes to pee on Plato's seat. Love <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, him. <laughs> and eat loudly. If you recall, he likes yeah. to eat oh, loudly. Yeah, that's right. Annoy <laughs> him while he was trying to be philosophical Beautiful. and then there was Devin. <laughs> oh, that's so disgusting uh, uh, it nice just that's name. what the lady said on how you pronounce it <laughs> kelly's like i must whisper growl it i have to that's how i do my french <laughs> whisper growl it bonjour <laughs> i don't like it i'm sorry sorry to everyone i'll stop Anyway, he um he was the one who giggles. Um, <laughs> well, he he, he ate a bunch, but it was just funny because they like paid him to be a spy. And oh, he was the one who was a baby eater, right? Well, possibly he possibly a baby eater, most likely, which was unsettling. Um, he was weird. And then we he talked had about lots of issues with his digestive system. Yep. And then we talked about Lord Byron too. Yes, who yep. uh, had been at the supposed night of the writing of Frankenstein. 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 Yes. Um, and I think was Lord Byron the last one that we discussed? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So the next one here on my list is Hetty Green, who took thriftiness a bit too far. Hetty Green? So Hetty this is a, Green. This is a lady. Don't you hate it when Hetty people pronunciate, pronounce T's and S's too much like Hetty Green. Hetty. I'm going to tell you a story now about Hetty Green. I feel like you should be British when you say this. Is she mm. British? Where is she from? Who is she? Uh, she was American. American. She's American. She got rich <laughs> during America's Gilded Age, which was a fantastic time to be wealthy. During Did the you? years, yeah, after <laughs> the Civil War, millionaires could get away with almost any eccentric behavior, but even by the standards of the age, Hetty stood out. Yeah, she did. Born the daughter of a prosperous whaling family I in 1830. She's daughter of a prostitute, but she's Her living mama the did a lot of prostituting and she did a good job. She, she married rich. <laughs> Finally found the one after a few days. A lot of work. I like ladies. this one, night, and I'm keeping him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, prosperous, so, not prosperous prostitute. whaling family, okay? Whaling? Whaling. <laughs> what does that mean? They wailed, is what that means. Oh, I'd be they really good at that. Whales. I don't know. They just I mean, they raise whales. I, I I'd probably kill them. I don't know. Aww. All right, I'm gonna look up what mailing, whaling, whaling, mailing, mailing, whaling. Uh, it was in 1837. Her real wealth came when she married. Huh. There you go. Millionaire Edward Henry Green in 1867. Oh, it's hunting whales and using their products for meat and blubber. <sighs> I hate it. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. No. In an unusual move for the time, Hetty negotiated a prenuptial contract that kept the couple's finances strictly separate. Edward agreed without hesitation, and Hetty divorced him when the bank began to use her money as if it were his. In his later bankruptcy filing, Edward's worldly assets consisted of $40 and a gold watch. Edward would die young. Wow. Apparently sucked the life out of him. All her life, Hetty had been careful with money, starting with a modest inheritance and a few of the tips her grandfather left her with before he died. Hetty amassed a fortune in equity and commodities trading that may... Wow. Hold on. Amassed a fortune in equity and commodities trading that may have topped $1 billion, which is equal to $27 billion today. This is in 1837, right? Holy moly. I mean, she lived well, a, maybe yeah. she was born in 1837. Still, 1800s, late so, 1800s. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot of money. That's a lot of money. 
Despite her vast wealth, Hetty was miserly to the point of absurdity. For instance, she never spent money on an office, preferring to conduct business sitting on the floor of her bank, surrounded by paperwork. Given the number of zeros on those papers, the bank probably didn't mind this quirk. <laughs> Less quirky was her paranoia. Oh. Hetty often took hours to walk home from the bank because of the lengthy detours she took to shake imaginary stalkers. Her detractors, many of whom called her the Witch of Wall Street, spread the story that Hetty would only eat oatmeal she'd warmed over her radiator, thinking coal too expensive for running a stove. <laughs> God. So she sounds like one of those extreme cheapskates. She's a tiger. She's, she's wealthy, but she's an extreme cheapskate yeah, at the same something. time. That's a wild show they if you've never watched right, it. Though. Hetty's cheapness extended to returning a 10-cent broom she'd bought years before when its bristles wore out. But it was someone else who paid an excruciating price for her frugality. <laughs> when her son Ned broke his leg as a child, huh. Hetty tried to set the leg herself. Oh my god, no. When that didn't work, she disguised herself and her son as poppers and tried to get in at the free clinic. Dear God. She's a billionaire. Okay. After they his kicked limbs. her out, okay. Hetty, the boy's screams be damned, set the broken leg at last. <sighs> Apparently, she did finally consent to pay for medical care when Ned's leg became infected and had to be amputated. <gasps> Poor guy. Can you believe this lady? Ned. She has all the money in the world. Why? Indeed, Green's miss immense frugality at the expense of her own children's health certainly puts her toward the top of the roster for the world's weirdest people. Like, I get Take care of your money. This is pushing it. But that's your kid. You don't even go to the doctor. You and then you the said, then you, you set the leg yourself, and then you cause him. You, she was. Oh my god. Okay. Get his leg cut off. Lady, lady. If it was her daughter, she could have named her Eileen. Here we have. This is the one that you wanted to hear about. Ooh, ooh, okay. Paget, Paget, Paget. This and is my see, dude. Now you're saying it incorrectly, like me, because I just assumed it was. Some French name like Paget. Ew. But no. And there goes uh, all our French listeners. Bye. Oh, they left with Terrar. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Henry Cyril. Cyril. Cyril? Cyril. Let's go with Cyril. Cyril, just for the benefit of the doubt. He was a jewel among aristocrats. He was a fancy man. He looks a little like Freddie Mercury. Oh my god, opinion. yes! Yeah, channeling of Freddie Mercury right there. Aww. Um, I think Freddie Mercury maybe channeled him. I'm sure he's I there. love the craziness. Um, okay. Henry's surreal Paget, Cyril Paget, whatever his name is, lived from 1875 to 1905. Mm -hmm. Less than 30 years. Dear. Well, that's kind of it's typical it's, for that time. It may be, maybe. Sure. During his short life, however... He definitely made his mark. At age 27, Henry inherited the title of the fifth market, I think it's Marquise, of is that right. the, is that the Anglesey. Anglesey? Yeah, I'm looking at it too. I'm like. And Place Nuid. Yeah. Sure. Wales. Along with it, we have listeners the bulk of his family's 30,000 acre estate and a yearly stipend that was the equivalent of $14 million U.S. Today. Oh, bro. Uh, just a little bit. Free from responsibilities and loaded like a prince, Paget immediately set out to make his wildest dreams a reality. Dude, these I want dreams to be him. Great. Happened to be oddly lavish for a male of this time. He commissioned and wore great swirling robes encrusted with diamonds and sapphires. His contemporaries likened him to a sort of apparition, huh. a tall, elegant, and bejeweled creature. Uh -huh. Ah, he's fancy. His cars were modified with gems, precious metals, and to emit perfume instead of exhaust. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Austin, he carried his dyed pink poodle around. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He did and was not. was obsessed with photography, mainly photos of himself. Paget married his cousin, oh. William Florence Maud Shetwind, in uh, 1898. But Lillian swore the marriage was never consummated. And it was annulled two years later. Paget allegedly treated her like a doll, purchasing her a vast assortment of expensive gems that he requested she model on her naked body for him. But he only looked, never touched. Oh, like one of your French girls. Uh, or he's... Never mind. 
not interested in the female gender. It's so funny because I'm reading about that on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Marcus <laughs> also converted his estate's chapel into a gigantic and opulent theater. He named it mm-hmm. the Gaiety. And with his <laughs> elaborate lighting rig and multiple changing stations, he put on the entire works of Shakespeare and other plays. He employed professional actors at up to 10 times the going rate, while he himself commanded lead roles. Of course he did. Um, it's so just, fancy. He's quite the opposite of old Hetty. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, his son's leg would be fixed immediately, and it would be like a titanium. It, yeah, it'd be a, a silver encrusted with the next sapphire. It'd be a yeah. Winter Soldier type thing. Exactly. On his, on his he would be Bucky. Yeah. Oh. Who <laughs> we love and hate altogether. No, I just love um, him. No hate. Paget performed seductive, hypnotic dances at every opportunity. <laughs> I'm just getting this. Paget <laughs> <laughs> like came up to like. Hey, guys. Doing my hypnotic dances again. Earning him the nickname, the Dancing Marcus. I think that's how I say it, Marcus. funny because I sound his... It could be Marquis. I'm saying it all wrong, but I I don't know. He and his rotating theater cast even went on a three-year European European tour. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. Uh, Lifestyles like these are rarely financed forever. In 1904, just two years after inheriting, just two years after inheriting and mortgaging the estate, Henry was broke. That makes sense. Poor guy. In fact, he'd managed to run up another $700,000 in unpaid debts. Nearly everything he owned was liquidated to pay off the debt, including the collection of walking sticks, the world's largest. Walking stick? You have the largest collection you of walking sticks. You shall not pass. <laughs> Please don't sue me. Thanks. One year later, Paget died of tuberculosis at age 29. Sad heart. Paget's cousin, Charles, inherited the title, subsequently tore down the theater, and eventually sold portions of the estate in the 1930s to pay down the lingering debt. He also burned every scrap of paper with Paget's name on it, insisting he himself was the fifth Marcus of Anglesey, yep. not the sixth. Charles did a pretty good job of almost erasing his cousin, one of the world's weirdest people in the family record. <laughs> He's nicknamed Toppy. 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 Or is he French? He's from France. Toppy. 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 I can't be Toupé. French. Toupé. I'm sorry. Toppy. Now, the next one we're very familiar with. Oh. Um, I've heard it, I think, from two different podcasts that I love. Okay. I know Morbid. the girls on, and that's why they drank. <gasps> and that's why we drank. I know M's done it. And I don't know. Fantastic job I'm not. It depends on what episode. I'm not very far into theirs. I do. I, I have gotten a lot further. I really, I really like them. Um, and I do believe Morbid did it too. Don't quote me on that though. Hopefully it wasn't recent. Cause... It was Carl Tanzler. Remember? Oh, oh. Um, Oh, is it? Wait. With the corpse bride. Yes. Yeah. Ew. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just I've did had listened. Did they do it? They both did. Okay. I thought they did, and I thought I'd heard it from them, and then I heard I, I liked both of their takes on it, and I got new information on both. So yeah. It was fun. Um. So I'm just gonna give you. It was all serial killers too. Oh, it was on everything. It's just the craziest thing ever. It's gross. This puts him on the craziest people ever. Well, yeah. So makes Carl sense. Chancellor twisted. Ray of sunshine. He's. Strange. He's a strange man. I don't understand. He's kind him. of disgusting, in my opinion. Oh, disgusting. We love him. Have you. Well, just listen to this story, baby girl. <laughs> Carl Tanzler's twisted mentality and his inability to let go place him amongst history's weirdest people. Okay. Tanzler was an Austrian born physician who lived a relatively normal life until 1931 when he fell head over heels in love with a young tuberculosis patient named Maria Elena Milagro. Oh, yes. She's beautiful. Yes. Hoyos. Am I saying that right? Hoyos. Mm-hmm. Was a 22-year-old Cuban-American woman who was brought into the, the Key West Florida Hospital where Tansler worked. As soon as he first laid eyes on her, Tansler was transfixed. Tansler had visions as a child of a stunning, dark-haired woman who was destined who was destined to be his true love and was convinced that Hoyos oh, must gorgeous. literally be the woman of his dreams. At the time, tuberculosis was still a deadly disease, so Tansler committed himself to caring for Hoyas 
Hoyos, and made every attempt to save her life while also showering her with gifts and professions of love. And this is him. Old Man River. Oh, gross. Unfortunately. He reminds me of, um... Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Unfortunately, Hoyos died a few months later, sending Tansler into deep heartbreak. With her okay. parents' blessing, Tansler purchased an expensive mausoleum for Hoyos to be buried in. However, once her body was locked inside, Tansler was the only one with the key. And soon after, his macabre journey began. Tansler visited Hoyos' body every night for two years until he evidently decided that he wanted her closer. In mm-hmm. April of 1933, he stole the decaying body from its tomb and kept it in his home. Ugh. Because Hoyos had been dead for two years, Tansler had to provide extensive upkeep on the body. He used plaster of Paris and glass eyes to maintain the integrity of her face and stabilize her skeletal frame by using coat hangers and wires. That's what she looked like afterwards. I was going to say, are you getting? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once her hair began to fall out from her decomposing scalp, he replaced it with pieces of her real hair. He stuffed her torso full of rags to help it retain its normal shape, and he cloaked her in copious amounts of perfume to keep the stench at bay. He also added wax to her face to help it remain intact as well. Tansler lived with Hoyos' dead body for seven years. Seven years. Before her family became suspicious. Hoyos' <laughs> sister eventually confronted Tansler at his home and made the grisly discovery in 1940. Oh. Tansler was arrested for grave robbing, but because the statute of limitations on his crime had expired, he avoided the jail time. After his arrest, some people pitied Tansler and thought of him as hopeless and extremely weird. <laughs> Romantic. And we know more. Like, we've learned a lot yeah. more. He, from the... She had no interest in him. Like, she's like, can you just let me die in peace? Like, she, like, begged him to, like, leave her alone. And he still kept sending her gifts, sending her gifts. And then eventually, yeah, then she died. But okay. I'm like. I didn't know if that was the case or not. So. No, she was like, please go away. Because it, um, his, he was previously married and she either, they either divorced or she died. I don't remember exactly. But, um, uh, he met this psychic and the psychic was like, um, your true love will be revealed to you and she'll be a dark haired, beautiful young girl, young lady. And you'll just, and that's what this, that's what your destiny is. And then he saw Maria. Oh no. Elena. Elena. Is that her name? Maria Elena. Maria Elena. And five names. Yeah. 12. Same. Um, yeah. He saw her and he's like, Oh my God, it's her. And he told her and he's like, just destiny's brought us together. And she's like, bro, just want to die by myself. Get out of here. And he didn't stop. Huh. Yeah. I've heard different uh, stories on that. So, like, I've That's heard that just... her family was grateful for his uh, interest. Yeah, they were um, grateful, and they took all his gifts and money and showering and right. everything. But she was like, please don't touch me. <laughs> just let me die. Yeah. Yeah. Did he do that... that to a body? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He, he performed. He laid with yeah. her. They were a couple. They were together. I mean, she didn't know it. I mean, she was dead. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure her her soul on the other side was probably like, I can't handle this. This one is just so... um, Outrageous? Just, no, not. Um, After hearing that story, it's just kind of like, oh, that's weird. Uh, Lay it on me. This is the story of Gloria Ramirez. Okay. Her life was pretty normal. They call her the toxic lady. Oh, um... Okay. Um, but the circumstances surrounding her bizarre death have made her one of history's weirdest people. So her seemingly average life took its unusual turn on February 19th of 1994. Oh, I was a year old. Oh, not even a year old. I was in junior high when she was taken to general hospital in Riverside, California, after she experienced a rapid heart rate, a drop in blood pressure, and was unable to form coherent sentences. Ramirez was only 31 years old and in late stages of cervical cancer, which was oh, thought to have caused her sudden deterioration. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Doctors quickly got to work trying to save her life, but nothing seemed to be working. Jeez, Nurses removed Ramirez's shirt and saw a mysterious oily sheen on her skin, um, and her mouth was emitting a fruity, garlicky smell. What? Yeah. I've they heard about They took a blood sample and saw manila-colored col- particles floating in it. Floating in it. Her blood was also alarmingly smelled like ammonia. What? Yeah. That's a Ew. terrible smell. As if it's the situation strong. wasn't strange enough already, suddenly, one after the other, nurses in the room started to faint. 
Others developed breathing problems, and one nurse experienced paralysis, and no one knew why. What? Yeah. She's a witch. Ah. Despite the hospital's hospital team's best efforts, Ramirez died that night. R.I.P. A Maybe. special team came in to examine her body while wearing hazmat suits <laughs> to protect themselves from whatever had taken down the nurses. Ramirez earned the nickname the Toxic Lady because no one could examine her body without exposing themselves to a wide range of medical problems. What? All in all, officials conducted three autopsies on Ramirez's body and concluded that she died of heart failure due to kidney failure brought on by her late-stage cancer. However, the autopsies never presented definitive reasons for Ramirez's strange ailments and why several of the hospital staffers fell mysteriously ill. They, they just don't know? Yeah. What? Right. No, I need... Answers. I need answers. Look it up. Oh my god. Okay. I'm stressed out. Uh, we got, let me go back to the name again. I want to find, it was, I think Maria, no, Gloria Ramirez, the toxic lady. Yeah. Gloria Ramirez. And while you're doing that, shall I continue? Yeah. Uh, this one is, uh, this one's an interesting one. I, I just feel like some people uh, have some serious mental illness. Oh, she was so cute. So, she was. She was a pretty lady. Uh, this one's about Annalise Michael or Michelle. I'll go with Michael. Okay. Annalise Michael or Michelle? Michelle. Okay. Bailey says Michelle. A young girl possessed by demons. Oh. Oh, I, we, uh, Elena and Ash did this one. I think they did. Uh, the bone chilling story. See, I've got a little morbid fan right here too. <laughs> <laughs> the bone chilling story of Annalise My Michelle. Sorry, has terrified people for decades and even served as the inspiration for the 2005 movie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. And ranks her as one of history's weirdest people. I don't know that Elena Ash did this one. They did. I, did it it might have been the Why We Drink. I think it was M. On M and uh, Christine on Why We Drink. Mm -hmm. I think M did this one. But I could be wrong. You might be right. We just love them all, don't we? Um, Annalise Michelle was born in the 1960s in Bavaria, West Germany. She was deeply religious and a devout Catholic who attended mass twice a week. Her normal life was flipped upside down when she was 16. Annalise blacked out at school and began to walk around in a dazed state. She experienced a similar episode the following year and also had a series of body compulsions. She was taken to the doctor who diagnosed her with temporal lobe epilepsy. The disorder is marked by seizures, loss of memory, hallucinations, and can also cause... Geschwind syndrome, which can lead to hyper-religiosity. Hmm. Uh, Michelle took a series of medications to keep her epilepsy at bay, but they did not help. She later began to see and hear the devil and her demons telling her that she was damned and would be and would rot in hell. Michelle was convinced that she was possessed by demons and sought out priests for help. They initially refused her, but finally, priest Ernst Alt believed her story, and got a local bishop to consent to exorcisms. Over the next 10 months, Alt and a local priest conducted 67 exorcisms on Michelle. In the sessions, Michelle claimed that she was possessed by the demons Lucifer, Cain, Judas Iscariot, Adolf Hitler, and Nero. What a, what a party. A, that's quite a crew, you know? <laughs> Hitler, Hitler. Just taking everybody. She just thought everyone bad and was like, yep, All the it. terrible people I've heard of. During this 10-month period, Michelle's body began to physically deteriorate. Uh, she broke the bones in her knees from excessive prayer. Ow. Oh. And slowly stopped eating. Oh, God. She eventually died on July 1st, 1976 from malnutrition and dehydration. Michelle's parents and the priests were charged with negligent homicide for her death. They were all found guilty, but ex escaped prison, prison time. No one knows for sure why Michelle's life came to a tragically short end, but some people believe that something much weirder and more human than supernatural caused her death. I don't think so. So I, um, I do. I don't think it was a demon. I think also, it was something. Why is it always like Catholics that, that are getting possessed? Like why is it never? All the big stories, they're always Catholic. I guess. So I think that, that there's a lot of um, uh, denial and doubt of. Uh, so it's still being what, debated what today be? about Gloria. They're, her, they still aren't sure. They still really aren't sure, but they say that a um, meth, methamphetamine, has a strong ammonia smell to it. Um, has a distinctive ammonia smell. Um, she was doing like an at home. Where is it? Uh, at home. Uh, what is it? Remedy. 
trying to make herself feel better. Um, oh goodness, where did it go? She developed hepatitis and a vascular necrosis in her knees. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Uh, she, okay, had been using dimethyl sulfoxide, mm -hmm. a solvent used as a powerful degreaser as a home remedy for pain. Users of the substance report that, reported that it did have a garlic-like taste. But she was using that to try and make her feel better. But um, it actually was making her system um, have urinary blockage and caused her kidney failure. So between uh, potential methamphetamine and degreaser, um, they but it's still it's still a what did they say? Oh, there goes my phone. Hello. Uh, it's still a matter of de debate today in the scientific community. Hmm. She's just a fancy lady. Weird. Indeed. Would you like me to finish? Or do we, are we calling it a night and coming back to it? Or how many, how many is there left? What number was that? Um, so I think. So we did Gloria, we did. They don't have them numbered on here, so I have to kind of. Do one more. Uh, I have yeah. two more. There's two left. Just do it. I'll yeah. just finish the two. Do it. Now, this next one I've heard before. I don't know that you've heard this before. Um, and where I heard this is on one of my favorite shows. Can I plug these things? Probably. Say? Drunk History is by far my favorite thing to watch. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they absolutely did this one. I was rolling, <laughs> rolling, laughing. They way outdid what I'm about to do here because uh, I love drunk people telling me smart stuff, you know? <laughs> Nothing is better. I watched uh, recently. It I was... have a very good friend of mine, and he will, him and I can drink, and he will go on and on about. Matthew? No, this is Curtis, about okay, um, astrophysics physics <laughs> and his beliefs on, you know, the quantum. Uh, yeah. Not, I, I, we've been watching too much Marvel, so I have, like, the quantum realm in my head, but um, just, like, plank time and things like that. So I love it. He'll really get into it. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, wow. You know, just, you know, I want to be a part of this one day. We really, we really need it. It's a good talk. All right. Great. We think we solve the world's problems. We're pretty close. Um, <laughs> now, let's get back to the fact that I've heard this on Drunk History and it was hilarious on there. It's just disturbing oh boy. to read about here. I love so, it. So maybe you don't want to hear it. You know, this might I mean, be a good time to step away, you know bestiality is something that you like very much this is about margaret howe lavat and i could again i'm not good at the names the woman who had a sexual relationship with a dolphin a dolphin a dolphin you're joking. um no uh so margaret <laughs> howe sexual relationship with a dolphin during a nasa funded experiment that Definitely qualifies her as one of the weirdest people in history. She was, um, huh. okay. let's just, really? all right. scientist Dr. Oh. John Lilly and astronomer Frank Drake partnered together in the 1960s to secure funding for research on how to create a communicative bridge between humans and dolphins. They built a lab that was part workspace and part dolphin enclosure. And when 23-year-old Margaret got wind of the facility, she stopped by to check it out. The lab's director eventually agreed to let the curious young woman help out. Oh, goodness. She taught the dolphins in daily lessons with the goal to help them create human-like sounds. She threw herself into the work obsessively and even began living in the lab. She formed a special relationship with one of the dolphins, Peter. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> Please, get out. It had to be Peter. Peter. And he took a particular interest in her as well. Well, dolphins are really intelligent animals, so that's really not... Yeah. Peter was obsessed with Lavat and would express sexual urges by rubbing himself on her. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. Eventually, Howe relented, relented, and began manually satisfying Peter's urges so she didn't have to keep returning him to the female dolphins whenever he felt a certain way. Um... Okay. Why? Lavat insists it wasn't sexual on my part, sensuous perhaps. It seemed to me that it made the bond closer, not because of the sexual activity, but because of the lack of having to keep breaking. And that's really all it was. I was there to get to know Peter. That was part of Peter. Stop. 
I Part of Peter was his Peter. <laughs> That's all I could think about. There's there's a there's a bit that Chris D'Elia does. He's a comedian, and he talks about <laughs> was it the dolphin noises? Is that why you need me to stop? <laughs> That's all I can think about. Uh, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> you just think I can't even do them. I'm saying Ace Ventura in my head now. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, the lab. I'm so happy. The lab lost funding and the relationship. Nice. The lab lost funding and the relationship between Levat and Peter ended once he was moved to a lab in Miami. Thank God. No. Peter was heartbroken to be separated from his love, and he committed suicide in his tank. How does the dolphin commit <gasps> How suicide? How do dolphins do that? I have to go to the top to breathe. Rick O'Berry of the Dolphin Project validates the use of the term suicide. Dolphins are not automatic air breathers like we are. Every breath is a conscious effort. If life becomes too unbearable, the dolphins just take a breath, and they sink to the bottom. Oh, he completed suicide. That's yeah. so sad. The story of Lovat and Peter's unusual relationship sounds to some people like a tragic love story, but to others, Lovat simply qualifies as one of the world's weirdest people. Yeah, that is really weird, but it's so sad that he died of a broken I heart. I am upset that she did this to the poor dolphin. Yeah, she broke him. I, mean, I think, feel like she was just messing and like all business, like, let's just get this done so you don't have to, I don't move you, it's really hard. Yeah. And that's he was in love. Yeah. Or she was a horny gal and was like, this dolphin. But she didn't get any pleasure herself. She just did it to get him to stop rubbing and stuff so they could keep practicing and she wouldn't have to move him. So she used him. She used Peter. All right, Peter. All right. Last one. And this is supposed to be... The Sonny Bean, the... the Scottish cannibal. Oh, I love it already. Right? Well, cannibal ones are always interesting. Cannibals are so There's cannibals supposedly like a cannibal restaurant in uh, Los Angeles. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. They can't. They can't. It's, it's illegal. It's, it should be. I don't know. It's something. I don't know if it's part of a conspiracy theory, if it's real, but like Meryl Streep and there's supposedly like VIP humans that are like allowed to go there without, they don't have to have a reservation. Was I, that the door or was that my dog? That was Kelby laughing. Yeah, that was Kelvin. Uh, yeah, I heard it too, but it sounded weird, and I was I just. Think it was the back door. I don't think it was Kelvin. Okay, I'm sorry. Comfort. Keep going with this. There's, I, that can't. No. All it's right. Like I've heard, I've heard like. It was something that just recently came up in my Facebook. Cannibal. Sorry, there's not. Like VIP humans, like like celebrities. Yeah. Courtney Kardashian. <laughs> No, don't you dare. Well, and there was something, and it's again, it's not at a, at a, like a credible news source or anything, but there's some group trying to make. Yeah, Meryl Streep, um, Chelsea Clinton, Katy Perry, and Anderson Cooper. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Katie. Well, they always throw Anderson Cooper in these things. Um, but they're trying to make pedophilism or pedophilism um, in another Mrs. Love, it's uh, letter, like part of the LGBT. Like, they're going to throw a pedophile in there. LGBTQ. Like, it's another sexual team. orientation. That's a something they're saying. There's a group trying to do that. Like, it's okay to it's, be a pedophile. But I feel like, I don't think a child is like, yeah, let's do this. So I think you have to have a consenting partner. And I don't know that that's happening in that situation. So anyway, I'm going to quickly tell you the legend of cannibal Sonny Bean and his family. And then we're going to call him that. Yeah. All right. His family... Um, they have scared Scottish children for hundreds of years. It's false. Uh, some are convinced that it is just folklore, but others think that the terrifying man and his family really did exist. Bean's cannibalism and re reclusiveness secured his place amongst history's weirdest people. Legends say that in the 15th and 16th centuries in Scotland, Bean and a female companion hid out in a cave for 25 years. They had multiple kids who ended up having children of their own through incest. Uh, the, the Bean Clan had 48 members. Ooh, from two? And they are allegedly all responsible for eating over a thousand people who they caught and brought back to their secluded cave. Um, Sonny Bean I'm gonna go. led his family on this gruesome journey. Bye, Nicole. Uh -huh. uh, they operated in complete secrecy, only leaving the cave to hunt at night 
Once they captured their prey, they would take them back home where they would be promptly dismembered and eaten. Pieces of their victims that weren't eaten right away would be pickled and saved for later. Oh, pickled. Delightful. <laughs> However, one night, the clan chose to attack a man who proved to be a more than worthy opponent. Was it Peter's pickled pepper? <laughs> Like that, yeah. How many people did he pack a pickle? Who picked this pecker? Oh, is that what I said? How many people did Peter and his people pack? People, pickle, pickle, Peter Pecker. I'm stressed out. That's all I could think about when you just said that. Okay, all right. The man was highly skilled in combat and fought the Bean family. It just cracks me that the it's bean? bean and Peter. Because you can flick a bean and... Eat a heater. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna die right now. Flick a bean and yank a Peter. Oh. Here today. Um. Cash big laughing because he doesn't get it. He does get it. Okay. Oh, my chest hurts. Um, that was funny. That All was right. good. I'm solid. Anyway, he <laughs> fought the Bean family long enough for others to hear the commotion and come to help. They retreated back to their cave, but damage was done. Search oh, party was organized and the family was found. They were all captured and sent to a jail in Edinburgh. And a short time later, they Edinburgh. were executed. Edinburgh, thank you. I don't need people yelling at us. And a short time later... Uh, yeah. And they were executed for their horrendous crimes. Okay, cool. There is much debate over whether or not Sonny Bean was an actual person or if his crimes were as grisly <laughs> as legend as legends say they were. But one thing everyone can agree on is that throughout history, no one's story <laughs> is quite as weird as the reclusive cannibal, Sonny Bean and Peter the Dolphin. Sonny <laughs> <laughs> Bean and Peter Sacker. <laughs> Oh man! Just talked, I didn't throw him in. You threw him in because I talked about people. <laughs> That's all I could think about was pickling oh, uh, people. Yeah, I can't. I can't function right oh, now. Peter's pecker. That's all, That's all I'm gonna think oh, about my whole drive home tonight is Peter's pickled. Pe- yeah, pecker. you're gonna have the dolphin story stuck in your head. What? That was okay. Uh, so that concludes the ten. Perfect. According to my one little list of the down here. What I've enjoyed that. I'm sure there's oh, more. There's, oh, there's there's, there's some, so many more. Oh, I. I've come up, I've started a list of things for, um, for rabbit holes. Because I found something that's fascinating. I started that list, but, oh God, hope you guys enjoy. (laughs) This is fun. I had to, he he was hurting my back. Peter's. I can't I'm just trash no but as always um go check out fantasy and world music by the fikers they do our intro sound um yeah. uh, you can follow us on facebook at bloody battles podcast you can follow us on instagram at bloody battles Podcast. She said it's fine. You can follow us on Twitter at Bloody Bloody Babbles. And you can email us at Bloody Babbles Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. Um please go rate and review on iTunes as of right now. That's the only place you can rate and review and comment on us. The more rates and reviews we get, the more um our will get added onto podcast list and we can expand even more. So don't be too hateful. Um, so far, I know we have like yeah, seven I ratings. I, I made a whole new set of enemies tonight with my butchering of all words. <laughs> France, please don't leave us. Um, if you haven't <laughs> told your friends about us, please do that. Um, we're gonna. We I've started collabing with a bunch of people on Twitter, um, using their ads to put into our podcast at the end. Um, we've added the center cut, which is I haven't told you about them. Um, but there are two guys, Michael and Dave, because I know their names now. Fantastic. I didn't remember remember when I recorded with Shauna. Um, they watch the first 15 minutes and last 15 minutes of a movie, and then they decide what happens in the middle. I it's kind of it. it's so different, and they're hilarious. You'd like their oh my god. You'd you like their fun doing that. okay. The first episode's Magic Mike, so you need to just go listen. To I that, haven't watched that movie. 
It's so oh. great. And this, the second one is Puss in Boots. So <laughs> they just oh, pick. Yeah. And Sean is like, oh, they should do a Tarantino movie. Because, you know, he usually does the ending first and the beginning last. And like, ha, ha, ha. That's so true. He does. He does. So, but yeah. So Amy go check. Puss in Boots when she was a baby. Aww. When she was little. I played she it with real You know, his eyes that he looks at you with. Yeah, you know, the big old puppy. Oh, yeah. I could see that for sure. She has them. She was. She's got the most big, beautiful she does blue do eyes. And, and now I'm like, oh, get out of here. Uh, and then she has, then she gets this very angry, hateful look comes right after, and I'm like, there it and is. And that's when she flips you off. Yeah, <laughs> no, I only flip it off loudly. When I'm yeah, angry, you. Right. When she's angry, she stomps loudly down the stairs and slams her bedroom door. You don't see her for hours. I'm going to just sit outside of her room and open the door and throw chocolate and then slam it shut. That would fix everything. Yeah. I'm going to try it next time. <laughs> She's going to be like, Nicole, oh, guess what's God. happening right now? I'm sitting outside of Bailey's room and I'm throwing chocolate at her face. She's so I'm much happier. It. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you guys for listening to yes. another installment of Bloody Bubbles. I can't. Sorry, Bubbles. Who knows what's going to happen next? Because it'll be after I get back from vacation because this is pre recorded. so much fun. Can't wait to tell whoever I'm with about it when I get back. I'm going to work next week, so who knows what my life's going to turn into. All right. Well, bye. Bye. Have you ever wondered who would make the sexiest zombie? Matt Damon. Pepper me with your Damon teeth all up on me. What would happen if your penis was where your head should be? They have to have something to look at, like a face. That would eventually become my face. (laughs) The Center Cut, a podcast where Michael and Dave only watch the beginnings and ends of your favorite movies and TV shows and try to figure out the middle. Just search The Center Cut everywhere you find podcasts. And remember, it's always better in the center.